Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. This week, Colin, we're going to be discussing a subject that is very close to your heart. It's a subject of faith. And it's a good subject at the beginning of this new year because for all of us, God wants this to be a year of faith. Whatever God does in our lives is a response to faith. Uh, that's a truth that not everybody likes, really, because um, uh, not every believer really walks in a faith relationship with God every day of his life. But Jesus made it very clear, according to your faith, let it be done to you. So we're going to, to look at the subject of faith in a very, very practical way, not, not in a theoretical way, but to see how should faith be outworked in our lives in practice. And we're going to begin in uh, the epistle of James because he talks about this very specifically in chapter 2 and beginning at verse 14. So I'm going to go through what he says in those in that and the following verses. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Now let me say right at the beginning that there are a lot of people who misunderstand what um, James is saying, and they they try to put at odds what Paul says, that a man is justified by faith alone, and what James says, that a man uh, must have faith that gives birth to action uh, if he is to be saved. Now, let me make it very, very clear. Mm. Paul and James are not in two different theological camps disagreeing with each other. There is much that Paul says about the need for faith to be put into action, that genuine faith will lead to the actions of faith. And what James is really saying in the following verses that we're going to look at is that if a person has the kind of genuine faith that justifies a person, that means makes that person acceptable in God's eyes, a faith by which he can be saved, then there will be evidence that he does have that kind of faith by the things that he does. So they're not in two different theological camps at all. They both agree that a person can only be saved by faith, but if a person has real saving faith, then there will be the actions in their lives that come out of that faith. So how does James explain this? He gives an example. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is that? Now, James is not suggesting that the kind of actions that spring from faith are simply providing food and clothing for those that are in need. He's not suggesting that at all. What he's saying 
is that if a person has love or compassion, then you expect that love and compassion to be expressed in practical ways by what they do. That you don't love a hungry person by just saying, I love you. You actually give him food. You don't love a, a poor and impoverished, a naked person by saying, I love you. You, you actually express that love in action by supplying some clothes. So he then says, James then says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. See, if a person said that he loved but didn't do anything to help people when he sees them in need, then you'd say, well, that love is not real. That love, if you like, is dead. Now, uh, James is saying, in exactly the same way, if a person has genuine faith, that faith will lead to actions that are inspired by faith, that are the outworking of that faith. So, how does he further explain this? Because none of us wants dead faith. Dead faith is where you say, well, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, I believe uh, in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, but there are not the works that are the product of faith in your life. And we must remember that the Scripture also says that, um, that all that is not of faith is, is sin. Uh, in other words, God has brought us into relationship with him so that whatever we do can be inspired by and filled with the life that God has given us through Jesus Christ. So James then says, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Now, it's interesting, you see, that this kind of dichotomy existed in the church even in these very early years of its existence, the same kind of thing that you hear today. Some church-going people say, well, I'm not a faith person, but I'm a love person, and I do all things in love, or, you know, I belong to a church. No, there isn't all that much faith there. We, we don't expect people to be healed. We don't expect miracles. We don't expect uh, supernatural events, but we're a very loving people. You see, they make these the, these uh, differences, whereas in fact that's a totally unbiblical thing to do because what God wants is for, as Paul puts it when he's writing to the Galatians, uh, the only thing that counts is faith working through love. It's not faith or love, it's faith in love. Love is, is no substitute for faith, but neither does God want us to have an aggressive, hard kind of faith that is not expressed in love. It's putting the two together. So uh, James says, show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. Now, how can you show a person faith without deeds? The answer is you can't. You can claim to have it. You can say, I have such faith in God. But those are just words. If you've got no actions, no deeds, uh, no, if you like, practical positive results that come out of your faith, how do you know your faith is real? And how is anybody else to know that you really are a person of faith? Uh, remember, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. So 
we want to see the power of God's kingdom, the power of his spirit at work in our lives because we are a people of faith. So um, James goes on to say in verse 19, you believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. So just having your doctrine right um, isn't, isn't uh, the kind of living faith that you need uh, to be expressed in your life day by day uh, because even the demons know who God is. They know the truth about God, um, but they are fearful of God because, of course, they're not submitted and don't want to be submitted to the authority of God. So James continues, You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Now, this is interesting because he's, he's made two statements that faith without deeds is, first of all, dead, and second, useless. Well, those two things would go together, wouldn't they? Because a dead person can't do anything useful. So he then uses Abraham as an example. Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. Now, what, what did Abraham do? Well, you remember that God gave him a whole series of wonderful promises that will be fulfilled through his heir, who was Isaac. Uh, but then he, he felt that God was telling him to go to Mount Moriah and to offer his son in sacrifice. Now, you would think, well, that's a very strange thing for God to do, but a very strange thing for Abraham to agree to do. But what the Scripture tells us is this, that Abraham reasoned that in order for God, who is always faithful, to fulfill all the promises that he'd given concerning Isaac— he would have to raise him from the dead if God commanded him to kill him as a, if you like, a test of his faith, because that's what God said it was. It was a real test of his, his faith. Um, then uh, God would have to raise him in order to fulfill the promises that God had given concerning Isaac. Uh, of course, uh, God withheld um, Abraham from from actually making the sacrifice, he stopped him. But he said, well, you know, you have proved that your trust in me uh, is, is real. So he, Abraham, if you like, passed that test of faith. But you see, it was, he was ready to put his faith in action, and he really believed that God would do uh, whatever was necessary in order to see his word fulfilled. So Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend because he believed God. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. And then in verse 26, um, James says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. So in this new year, 2008, God wants in every believer for there to be deeds, actions, positive things taking place that are the result of faith. And for the rest of the week, we're going to see how this can actually happen. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 